Welcome to Create Wealth Through Franchising. I'm your host, Kim Daly. Whether you're a CEO, a military vet, a real estate investor, or simply in career transition and ready to take ownership of your future, with each episode, you're gonna learn valuable insights and hear inspiring stories from within the franchise industry. On that note, my guest stories are their own. And as a franchise consultant, I do not make personal brand endorsements or earnings claims, but I do educate, motivate, and inspire dreams. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to Kim Daly TV and Create Wealth Through Franchising Podcast. I am your host, Kim Daly, and our special guest today, he is a franchisee and a regional developer. So this is going to be an interesting story, guys and gals. His name is Rick Morgan. Rick, welcome to the studio of Kim Daly TV. Hi, Kim. Nice to be here. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here because my followers love boring business. <laughs> so me, I have a lot of real estate investors, people who've been schooled in alternative investments and who understand that you know they're looking for something stable, long-term sustainable, not super trendy, always going to be needed. And laundry fits all of those categories. So yeah, it's not it's not going anywhere. Yeah, Rick Morgan is a regional developer and multi-unit franchisee with a concept called Wave Max Laundry. So, Rick, let's start the conversation with a little bit about your journey to getting to franchising cuz one of the things my followers know is the question in franchising is how did franchising find you? Cuz it's not like people wake up and go, "Oh, yeah, I want to be a franchisee." So, what was happening I, in your life? What problem were you trying to solve when you went looking for a franchise opportunity? Right. Okay. So, uh I had not owned my own or run my own business before other than some consulting and contract work. Uh, I actually worked in education and technology, and I was in corporate America for about 20 years and then decided it was time to do something different. Um, I actually worked for IBM for about 20 years, and I, you know, then I had almost literally every resource imaginable available to me around the world. Um, so I said, okay, well, I want to do my own business, but I don't want to start completely from scratch and try to figure everything else or everything out myself. Uh, so that's when I looked at the franchising route and I actually got a consultant. Um, and we went through, I went deep dive on about 10 different franchises and that whole, I, what I wanted changed during that process. Um, I finally ended up with wave max. Um, if you would have told me, you know, I don't know, five years ago. Okay, so I'm sitting in some executive meeting at IBM, and now you're going to do laundry. I'm like, hey, what happened, right? Well, so, you fell off the curve, Greg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and yeah, that didn't work out. So, um, that's so, so great, by the way. <laughs> uh, I like I like the concept. Um, it I was in, I was I was going to do one or two WaveMax stores, but I was impressed enough with the model. And was kind of in the early days, so I signed on as the uh, area representative or developer in Michigan. Um, it's it, it kind of met my you know I was looking for uh, I guess I would say some income but with some upside, of, yeah. of you know some investment at the end, 
it's not, you know, we talk about semi-passive. I, I don't think there's any franchise that's really passive. If, it's, if you want passive, you know, go buy buy stocks, right? That's really passive. I say buy land. He says buy stock. But yeah, we're, well, we're both saying the same thing. You're owning yeah, a business is not passive. Yeah. Right, right. But this exactly. isn't super so, labor intensive. So like what, what kind of hours are you putting into now that it's up and running? Yeah, now that it's up and running, probably about five hours a week. And mm -hmm. there's, I, I mean, I could probably even, uh, I have a manager, you know, uh, if I, as she gets more responsibility, that probably even goes down a bit. Um, and that works pretty well with my lifestyle. I have other things. I I coach basketball. I'm finally going back to school after all this time to get a master's. And um, I just had a new grandchild a couple of weeks ago. So my first one. So I spent two weeks dealing with that and not working. Right? The crown jewel of life, as my mother says. Yeah. Well, I, I always tell people I'm only, I, I don't know how I have a grandchild when I'm only 30 years old. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I say. I, I've been a franchise consultant for 20 years and I don't even know how that is because I'm only 35 years yeah, old. Exactly. <laughs> I've just, I, I've just had a hard life. That's why I was older. <laughs> Congratulations on your grandbaby. You. That's amazing. That must be Thank so you. fun. A little boy or a little girl? A girl. A little girl. Oh, that's amazing. Good for you, Grandpa. Okay, so let's go back. Let's let's kind of unwind what you just said. So you turned to franchising because you wanted systems and processes. You knew that starting from scratch was just going to be way too much to take on, which probably pretty smart. So you said that what you started thinking about and what you ended up investing in, it changed through your process. So do you want to share a little bit? Because, you know, a lot of the followers may not have a business yet. Uh, they may be, you know, scoping out Kim Daly to figure out, is she my consultant? And so when you're, when you, when you started the process, you had some idea, how did working with a consultant and the process you went through help you change what you wanted and end up at WaveMax? Well, I think I think there were two key pieces. One, as far as working with a consultant, you know, I don't know how many franchises there are, thousands, right? So working with a franchise helped me narrow those down. And I don't necessarily mean by, um, you know, there's a thousands of them, but they're not all the same, right? For sure. So helping me narrow down in terms of what I want and what were also quality franchises. Um, and like I said, I deep. I did a deep dive on about 10 of them. I actually started, um, my background is in education and IT traditionally. So I actually started with some of those and I found some really good concepts and I liked them. But the other advantage um, with a franchise or, or looking at franchise is the opportunity to do validation with other franchise owners. So I found a couple that seemed really good. I think they would have been successful if I had done them. But the more I talked to uh, other people who were doing them, I found it just didn't really fit for me. They were a little more time intensive. Um, and, you know, if I'd been maybe it was like 10 or 15 years ago and I wanted to spend 10 years, you know, full time or almost in that, um, then how do I, you know, those looked good. But then the more I talked to people, there were some people, they were spending 40, 50 hours a week and they were loving it. And that was great. That just wasn't for me. Um, so I was looking for something that was, you know, more on the investment side, right? It's a little bit of a job, but more than it, more of an investment. So that's how I ended up with WaveMax. Hey, Daily Coach fans. If you're loving this episode, please do me a quick favor and leave me a five-star rating and a short review. Your feedback fuels my growth and rankings and shows others that this podcast is valuable. Now, back to the show. 
What were the characteristics of the Wave Max Laundry franchise that made you lean into this brand? Other than that, it I guess you're saying it wasn't time intensive, which we've already talked about. Yep. I would say not time intensive. Second, fairly uh, stable and recession proof. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you know, COVID's a perfect example. I actually opened my store right in the middle of COVID, which... In Michigan. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, build, building out was a little more difficult than operating during COVID because of, you know, trying to get permits and inspections and everything. But my point is laundry is not going anywhere, right? It's pretty recession proof. I mean, you know, people people need to launder clothes no matter what's going on, right? They may not necessarily need to go buy yogurt or whatever. You know? Yeah. Um, so that there was that. And also it wasn't heavy on the, um, I guess uh, I'll say on the marketing side for mm-hmm. me. And, and I mean, from a personal standpoint, I do a lot of digital marketing, mm-hmm. um, but I don't, my business isn't necessarily dependent on me and my relationship with customers. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of my customers, but if I don't show up tomorrow, they're still coming to the laundromat, right? If I disappear for a while. And that that kind of worked for me for what I was looking. I mean, and, and it just depends. I mean, I've looked at some other franchises where the the owners of the franchise were just really involved with all their customers all the time. And they loved it. And that was fine. It just, that's fine for them. It just wasn't what I was looking for. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, the main things were narrowing down with a consultant and then really doing a deep dive with the validation. I mean, those are the two pieces of things I would say that are most important. I like it a lot. So when you got to Wave Max and then you ended up at this meet the team day or discovery day mm-hmm. and you went from a you know single or multi-unit thoughts to, wow, I could be the area rep, which for those of you who are listening who may not understand, so some franchisors developed the country through area representatives where someone like Rick who will buy the entire state and then be kind of like local boots on the ground, helping the franchisor in a local market, bring those stores, bring those franchisees on, you know, help them with their real estate and site selection and their own learning curves. So you have a local level of support, not just one big corporate office trying to support the entire country. So how does somebody go from a single or unit, multi-unit person to an area rep through the process and and how did you feel qualified to become the area rep with no prior business experience i think people out there might wonder about that yeah well a couple things well i mean i did have business experience but it was more at the corporate level yeah and so but i brought a lot of that with me i mean i had experience i had I should say I was in, I was in charge of products and I had to deal with development and marketing and and sales, but I I didn't, you know, I didn't own any one of those pieces. So I had a bit of experience, but the thing that attracted me with WaveMax, uh, it was, it was, it's pretty, it was pretty early in the franchising game for laundry. First of all, I mean, you know, look like, okay, fast food, that's been franchising since forever. Right. (laughs) And laundromats is exactly the opposite. It just started franchising. Um, there's been a few players that have kind of come in and then left. Um, we're we're the one that have actually you know stayed in the game, and we have about 50 stores open right now. I think over 100 sold though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we have. Don't quote me on the exact numbers, but I think we have about 80 franchisees 
Yeah. Um, and on average, they each uh, each franchisee has two units. Mm -hmm. So I, we're well above 100 in terms of sold at this point. But in term, but it takes a while to get open, right? It can take up to a year. So 50, I think the one in Michigan that we're just opening um, now is the 50th one of, of so we'll, ding, 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 right? Yeah, exactly. So, That's good. Yeah. So, but I thought, you know, it, it's an industry that has really, it's, it's really bifurcated. Um, the amount of, the extent of marketing that most laundromats do is a sign in the window, right? <laughs> they don't really have a lot of processes. Um, there's a heavy reliance on distributors for uh, selling machines and building out your laundry. And that has a value, but it also has a cost. So we work directly with the manufacturer. Um, we have relationships with a lot of different suppliers for, you know, things like payment systems and equipment and furniture and, you know, equipment beyond plumbing, electrical, all that. And so, you know, I thought, well, this is something that, you know, this is an industry that needs some, uh, what should I say? Uh, improvement, I guess, right? Because most laundromats you go into aren't really inviting. It amazes me the number of laundromats that aren't clean. Uh, you're cleaning your clothes and you're going into a place that's not clean. And I even mean ones that look nice. But if you get close and you examine, it's like, this is, I don't want to do my laundry here, right? So, you know, I, I mean, I thought it was kind of a ground floor thing. And I think we're still early in that. Like I said, it's, we're, we're doing well, we're growing, but it's only 50 stores. There's a lot more area to cover. It's so funny how like sometimes like the competitive advantage in these mom and pop dominated industries is like the, sim the simplest things that, you know, like marketing. Imagine that a Facebook page for a laundromat, you know, or clean equipment, <laughs> you know, like people think it has to be so complicated. Like, well, if we're not like, you know, out there delivering people's laundry, they're not going to come to my laundromat. It's like, that is so not true. <laughs> right. I think, I think the, the, the model of what you're selling it with is pretty simple. I mean, it's at our place, we always say cleanliness and friendliness, right? So, I mean, most people just want to come in and, you know, have, be in a pleasant environment, you know, have people that are there to help them be in a clean environment. Um, the part that's more complicated, right? So when I went to franchising was, you know, there are processes behind all that, right? So it, it's, it's interesting when I first got into this, I saw laundry, well, the house, this is pretty simple, right? But then, you know, there's a lot of processes going on behind the scenes that you know, the customers don't see, I mean, just, you know, how you handle the money, how you handle um, maintenance of equipment, how you handle marketing. And that, that's the part where I think the franchise ended up helping me out. We're not going to get into that today, but the whole story of how this particular franchise got started is from the founder who went direct to the distributors, right? And got ripped off all over the place, right? Because those guys are just in the business of selling equipment, right? So they're like, they make a lot of empty promises apparently, but they don't really live up to that because they're not franchisors who have, you know, a royalty stream coming back from you. So the way right. that this, when, when people say to me, you know, why would I need a franchise for a laundromat? I'm like, well, you got to get in there and really understand how this particular brand got started. Because when you hear the owner, the founder's story, then you'll start to align. And to your points, Rick, you know, there's always more to the story. On the outside, it can be so seemingly simple, but there's always more to the story if you want to be successful. So I love that you brought that to light. So you're putting in about five hours a week. And how many laundromats do you have open right now? Uh, in Michigan, we are opening our fourth this 
knock on wood, hopefully later this month or in early September. Okay. So when I say the five hours a week, that's the time I'm spending on my, the one that I own. I mean, obviously I'm spending a little bit more time dealing with all the other um, uh, stores in Michigan, but we will open our fourth um, and then our fifth will be sometime early next year, likely. So we're doing pretty well. And that's been in the last three years. How many, how many units total do you think you could open in Michigan? You know, it, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I would like to have 20, um, you know, at some point, but how quickly we get there, it depends. I mean, we're in an interesting period right now, you know, interest rates are high, costs are higher, but it's also a time when a lot of people are feeling kind of uncertain and maybe it's time to go do something else and they don't want to do the nine to five. So, you know, it's interesting when you have, and I mean, you've been involved longer than I have, but I mean, it's interesting when you have uh, kind of an uncertain time economically. On one hand, you could say, well, I'm not going to start a business. On the other hand, you think a lot of it, well, I am going to start a business because I want something I have a little more control over. Hey, Daily Coach fans, if you're ready to begin your own journey to find the perfect franchise, please email me right now at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My services are totally free for you. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. Now, back to the show. It's so well said. There's no perfect time to start a business. It's like, if you're ready, you jump in because look, if you're going to get into laundry because you love it, because it's long-term sustainable, guess what? You're not going to control the environment around you for the next 10 or 20 years that you own this business, right? So you just get in where you get in. And if you get in and, and it's harder, well, then you got some muscle. And when it gets easier, you're like, oh, we're coasting now, right? You have this. Yeah, you could, now. right. It's like buying a house or having a child. You could wait forever. Right? Yeah, you'll, if you're waiting, you're exactly, you just now's the time. If now's the time, you, know, you can't wait right. for the time to be perfect. Um, so what advice, so you've, you've opened your own store, you've got franchisees underneath you. And by the way, area reps, again, we didn't say this, but they usually collect a portion of the royalty for those listeners out there who are like, oh, you're helping other people. Like what's in that for you? There's a royalty stream in it for Rick, for right. Rick Morgan. So, okay. So what advice do you have for an investor who's listening to this episode, who sitting on the sideline? What I find, Rick, is a lot of people try to solve all the problems of a business they've never owned before from the sideline before they even say yes. And what happens is they talk themselves out of it. What advice do you have for those people? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, you have to get in, right? I could, I, you know, I, I'm thinking of a story of a guy I know, this is not a good story, right? But of a guy I know who kind of waited on the sidelines and then all the costs for what he wanted to do started to go up, right? And so it would have been, oh, why didn't I get in a year ago? I thought it cost me a lot a year ago, but it's costing me a lot more now. <laughs> and in the end, it was the right, you know, go while, strike while the iron is hot, right? Um, I think, you know, it, it, it a lot depends on where you are personally, right? And what, where, whether it's the right time in your life to do it. But I think you're right. You will, you will figure it out as you go. You can't possibly figure everything out or determine everything right away. Um, I mean, people, some people try to do that and they drive themselves crazy, right? I mean, you, some of it you figure out as you go along, but it's like any, it's like anything else. You get a job, a regular job, you don't know what you're doing day one, right? Exactly. Um, or you know so a little bit, but you don't know everything, right? It takes right. you a while to figure it out. The same thing with owning a business or anything else. It's so good. There's so much gold in everything you've said from, 
you know, you started the process, you were IBMer and you ended up in laundry. Like, how does that happen? You had no experience right. in the industry. And here you are not only as a single unit operator, but as an area developer. So for those listeners out there who feel like you have to align yourself to something that you personally are interested in or something that you have previous experience in, it's absolutely untrue in all of franchising. And, and Rick is a perfect example of that. You know, and then he he found an opportunity at the ground floor, but in something that's very long term, stable and sustainable. So he's not out on the bleeding edge, even though he was in a pioneering brand. But the pioneering brand allowed him or afforded him the opportunity to come in and to buy an entire market and to build that long term annuity of that royalty stream for himself. In addition to the cash flowing asset and the tax advantage of the laundromat itself. And, you know, what he said about his quality of life, he's only putting in a very small amount of time because that's what he wanted to do. Um, and so you're not buying yourself a job. You're not stepping into an investment where you're trading your time for money. So if you are a listener out there and you have a big W-2 job, but you're looking for another stable income stream, this could be something that you could consider if you own other businesses, if you are a rental, if you own long-term or short-term rental properties. Those are my listeners out there. You know you're smiling right now. Like This is why I wanted to have somebody from WaveMax on my show. We picked Rick because I think he could speak right to the heart of uh, the kind of investor that you are looking for those more long-term, sustainable, boring businesses that are highly repeatable and you know aren't going to put you out there too far on the risk tolerance scale. Yeah, the, fir the first, I think it was a Saturday night with, because I, like I said, I don't spend a lot of time there now, but when we opened, my wife and I were actually there quite a lot, right? And I was, I was, and you don't have to do this. I just chose to do it. We were working shifts. We were the people meeting all the customers and greeting all the customers. And we thought, well, we're going to have a lot of stores around Michigan, even if we're not operating all of them, we want to know the business in and out. So I think it was the first uh, Saturday night. It was September in Michigan. It's perfect here, right? So it's 70 degrees Saturday night, and I'm folding somebody's underwear. <laughs> and I thought, this is a uh, what? what? I, I did, well, I did. I, I, at first, I thought if you had told me this three years before, I would have been like, what? You're crazy. <laughs> well, hey, I'm doing something that it's not just drawing a paycheck, right? I'm, I'm building something here and I'm investing in something. And frankly, you know, I don't care what it is, but if you're folding someone's underwear or you're writing a program or you're, you know, working a big business deal, it, it feels different when it's yours. I mean, it's more fun, I think. Like you said, don't, you don't have to be that owner, but I love that you are that owner, Rick. I think there's so many people out there that they love the idea of building a business, but they're not really connected to, you know, they want to be top performing, but they sometimes people don't necessarily want to do what it takes. And not that it took that to be, you know, where you are today, but if you have to do it, you have to do it. If you, because sometimes you just want to do it. Like you said, you want to do it because it's your business and you want to learn your customers and you want to, you want to, you want to figure it out from the ground floor up. Well, I, I, and I like doing it. I mean, the, the reason I don't go in, you know, re it's not that I, I, I like being at the laundromat. The reason I'm not there more often is just because my time can be better spent doing something else, like building more sure. stores in Michigan or or um, I coach basketball, I think I mentioned, or doing something like that. But, you know, I actually liked working there. So, you know, once in a while I go in and help out, and that's kind of fun too. 
That's really good. Well, for those of you who are inspired by this episode and want to learn more about the WaveMax Laundry, please follow the email on the screen right now or reach directly out to me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. Rick Morgan, thank you so much for being our special guest today and sharing your experiences with the WaveMax Laundry franchise. Thanks, Kim. This was a lot of fun. Thanks. I appreciate you so much. Until next time, my name is Kim Daly, and I want to be your daily coach. You can find more content just like this on my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. And if you're inspired to take the next step to explore franchises matched to you, please email me right now at inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's inquire at kimdaily.tv. 